This is a 980 CKNW podcast. It is time to check in with Rick Forchuk for the last time in 2017. Good morning, Rick. Oh, is this the last time already for 2017? I think so. I think tomorrow it's a whole new year. Very scary. <laughs> well, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not doing a retrospective. I'm not picking the seven best or the ten best or the twelve worst. I don't like those things when it comes to movies uh, because they should be treated with respect and dignity, uh, and they should all be right here. So I'm going to talk about a couple that have been in theaters for a few days now you might not have caught up to and just give you a review there. Is that okay, Jill? Sounds good to me. We've already reviewed them all, so why would we go back in time? Uh, exactly. I must say that the first one, I have not heard of this one. This should, I suppose, in the holiday mayhem and chaos of work and such, uh, downsizing, but it looks interesting. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk about it, because it sort of got lost. Uh, other than the obvious premise here of people opting for a new scientific procedure that lets them shrink down to a size of about five inches tall to save the planet's resources, there's nothing in the trailers or in the written releases that really offers any hint as to what this film is all about. Matt Damon stars here. He's a character named Paul Safranek. He's an occupational therapist married to Audrey, played by Kristen Wiig, who just can't come up with the money to move out of the house in which he grew up and then inherited from his parents uh, to buy the home of their dreams for their couple, just like all their friends. In the background are stories of a global crisis involving the polar ice caps and the strains that our ever-growing population is putting on the world. New science, which allows for the one-way, irreversible downsizing of humans, creating communities that generated just a tiny fraction of the waste that full-size people produce, and allowing for substantially better lifestyles in miniature, where, for example, Paul and Audrey's net worth of $150,000 in the full-size world translates into a $30 million lifestyle in the downsized world. They sign up, they decide to take the plunge, and Jill, what follows is a strong social satire that hits on several key elements of the human condition. There is bigotry with the full-sized world feeling that downsized people shouldn't have the right to vote since they contribute very little to the tax base. And even with the opulent downsized communities, we find the same levels of poverty, medical distress, and social problems that exist in the full-sized world. The story is really about Paul's search for himself, uh, looking to find meaning in his life. It's an interesting film. It's unique in many ways. It was shot in Norway, in the U.S., and in the Toronto area. The rating is PG, and um, it's not going to do terribly well at the box office. It's a little bit too odd, but I liked it. Yeah, it does. It sounds like it's just a bit too out there. Yeah, it is. It's a strange movie. (laughs) All right, that one is uh, downsizing. Uh, I like pretty much anything Aaron Sorkin writes, and uh, he is bringing us Molly's Game. Well, you know what? But he's not Uh, writing it. Yeah, if you like anything Aaron Sorkin writes, uh, this is a fabulous movie. Molly's Game, the writer, uh, he did The West Wing, of course, The Social Network, A Few Good Men. Uh, He co-wrote this, and he makes his directorial debut here in what will likely garner an Oscar nomination for Best Director. Uh, This is based on the true story of Molly Bloom. She's played by Jessica Chastain. She was an Olympic hopeful as a skier. She wound up running a high-stakes poker game at the age of 26 years old for Hollywood celebrities and business tycoons. And she also shares a screenwriting credit along with Sorkin for this adaptation of her not-quite-tell-all book. Uh, Bloom from Colorado and an elite athlete until an accident washed away her Olympic hopes took a year off before going to law school and found herself working for a man who ran poker games in which the buy-in was $10,000 and where millions and millions of dollars could change hands in a night. As Bloom, Shastain uh, just uses the 
Sorkin dialogue that uh, is just so fam- so familiar. Uh, it's hot, it's smart, and it's abundant. Uh, the movie opens when the FBI raids her apartment in the wee hours, jailing her and seizing more than $4 million. Her position from the outset was that she was not running a game of chance, which is illegal, but rather she was providing an opportunity for poker, a game of skill. Idris Elba plays her lawyer, Charlie Jaffe, who does his best to help her, but the one thing Bloom refuses to do is to name names. She is implicated in a world of fashion designers, hedge fund managers, and at least one major Hollywood actor, said to be either Ben Affleck or Tobey Maguire, played here by Michael Sarah. She won't name them even if it means taking the rap on her own. Quick-paced with rapid-fire dialogue, you have to pay close attention to get what's going on here, and the knowledge of the game of poker helps. Chastain is just excellent here, as is Kevin Costner in a small role in which he plays her psychologist father. The judge on the bench is Canadian First Nations actor Graham Greene. This is the first time he's appeared with Costner since they worked together in Dances with Wolves. This one was shot in Toronto. It debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival. It's a smart, quick movie, and it has more meat than a prime rib of beef. Uh, 14A rating, Jill, and I think you'd love this movie because uh, it's everything Aaron Sorkin should be and then some more. All right. Sounds like a good one. Molly's Game. Uh, Let us move over to Netflix. Yeah, we've got Haze from 2016. Uh, This movie was inspired by true events, but mostly fiction. Uh, It's a story of a college entry hazing that goes very badly, resulting in the death of a student. Now, that doesn't stop students from wanting to be a part of what they perceive as the best fraternity on campus, despite the older brother of One Young Pledge launching a crusade to stop the hazing. It's a youthful but largely unknown cast, and it plays out the challenges of wanting to belong regardless of the cost. The rating's 14A, Jill, and that's called Haze. And uh, another one on Netflix, Fun Mom Dinner, I had not heard of either. Nope, most haven't. Uh, This is a small movie. It was lost in the crush of fall and winter movie releases from last year. We see a rare acting turn from Maroon 5 frontman and voice coach Adam Levine as he mixes it up with a group of four moms who have nothing in common other than the fact that their young children are all in the same preschool class. They decide to go for an evening out of fun and innocent dinner, and then things begin to happen. Tony Collette, Molly Shannon, and Paul Rudd star. Uh, Paul Rudd and Adam Levine are actually close friends in real life. Uh, this is a comedy with some very dire drama around the edges. It's a 14A rating. It's called Fun Mom Dinner. It's from 2017. All right. And what's happening over on Crave? Uh, <clears throat> Crave is still running Jill the Doctor Who Christmas specials, although the holiday season is almost done, uh, unless you're following the Gregorian calendar. Uh, but Crave still has the classic series of festive shows that feature the time-traveling Doctor. Uh, if you haven't picked up the Doctor Who habit, these episodes running for the next few weeks are a pretty good place to start. They're well-written. They have excellent characters. This is one of the longest-running series on television. That's on Crave TV, the Doctor Who Christmas specials, Jill. All right. And uh, for people who would like to stay home and watch New Year's Eve specials, there are some happening tonight. Yeah, and I'm one of those. Uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. The title pretty much says it all as Seacrest steps away from his other 35 jobs long enough to host this extravaganza from Times Square in New York City. The highlight, I think, other than the actual countdown itself, will be the return of Mariah Carey to the show. She had a disastrous performance last year when she lip-synced so terribly badly that it was an embarrassment for the network, for the host, and for her. Have to give her credit, though. Rather than walking away and hiding for a few years, she is taking it to the streets once again for a shot at redemption. Both Carrie and the production company admit that 
Her worst night ever was exacerbated by a giant technical failure, but each party seems to be blaming the other party for that failure. Other performers on the show will include Nick Jonas and Sugar Sugarland. That's on ABC, Joe. All right, and Fox has uh, Steve Harvey. Yeah, live from Times Square. Um, in the previous two years, uh, the shows for, on New Year's have had Pitbull and most of his musical friends. Uh, this time, the Fox Network has Harvey. He's going to be working from L.A. and from New York. Uh, all that the network will say so far is to watch for surprise celebrity guests like Mariah Carey. No, I don't think she'll be there, uh, but that's Steve Harvey. Uh, over on CNN, I'm a little disappointed here because I like to watch Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin. No Kathy Griffin this time. It's Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen with a CNN New Year's Eve from New York. Too bad that politics has raised its head so far into the entertainment business that my favorite New Year's duo has been broken up. Kathy Griffin, of course, uh, was very funny, but because of a Donald Trump criticism that was admittedly in bad taste, she was fired by CNN and by just about everybody else. So Anderson has a new sidekick. Can't imagine it'll be as much fun as the old one. And finally, Jill, our farce New Year's Eve 2017. This comedy troupe has done things in nearly as bad a taste on occasion uh, to have one or more of the Kathy Griffin treatments. Fortunately, this is Canada, and we understand such things. Uh, tonight, watch for a set-up, a send-up of A Handmaid's Tale and a Wonder Woman send-up, and that's followed by a Ron James stand-up comedy special all on the CBC. So for stay at homers, lots to watch on television, Joe. Definitely. And Anderson t- uh, Cooper tweeted out that Dave Chappelle and John Mayer are joining him. So we know at least two guests that will be with him, probably not on the super secret Steve Harvey lineup. Now, that's interesting. I hadn't seen that tweet. That's good to know. Yes. Good to know. Well, I'll be sticking with Anderson <laughs> just to see how it goes. And I'll watch, uh, I'll watch Ryan a little bit, but I want to see how Anderson does. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Rick, have a great New Year's Eve, and we will talk to you in the new year. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.